This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Start with Chris, add a dash of sport, squeeze in some music, then shake, don't stir. And you've got the ultimate blend, LTID, with your host, Chris. Good evening, good night, good morning, good afternoon, good day, goodbye. Hello, I'm back, I'm off, I believe, YouTube's naughty step. How long for? I don't know. Will I get to the end of this show? With all that before they cut it off, who knows? Um, they let me do this one last Monday, then cut me off halfway through. So let's make the most of it while we are all here live. But it is good to be back. Um, I know what I can't be doing in the future. Um, so I have to be honest with you, I did think it was my swearing at James Madison that uh, got me the kick out, but it wasn't. It was good old Bernie Eccleston. Good afternoon, good evening. Like I say, this is LTID TV from Leicester to I Die. We are live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us. Please join in uh, with the comments and uh, the chat and just keep it respectful, as we always say. If you're listening on podcast, welcome along. Thank you for lending me your ears. I'll clean them out and give them back to you at the end. That is, of course, Leicester Till I Die. Uh, and we are available on all major podcasts. And if you are so rich... Like Craig, that you got some smart speakers, just say, play the podcast, Lester Till I Die. And of course, as you can see there, we are all over socials. You can find us everywhere, except only fans, which is what I just got a uh, special tweet message from some lady um, to invite me onto that. I, I politely declined. You know, I, I just can't accept all these invites. I'm just too many to satisfy. But how are we doing anyway? Nervous? 
intense nervous headache. Four games to go. Ah, we will soon know where we are going to be playing next season. Is it a lovely bank holiday, well, Boxing Day trip to Manchester as we normally have, or Liverpool, or a nice trip up to Stoke on a wet Tuesday? I'm worried. I'm not going to lie. I am very worried. Just to say, as you can see there, gentlefolk, um, we are going to be making some changes towards the end of the season. Uh, some of them have already sort of started to be implemented to see how things look. Um, I will be doing a separate show and going through all the changes. Uh, one of the changes, I've got to say I'm quite pleased with this, is the Xbox's Prediction League. Uh, you know, that we've got Steve Lyon, it's Gary, can I say Gary Lineker then, Jerry Taggart, Ian Marshall, uh, Ian Wilson, Walshy. Uh, we are now going to be joined those by Paul Reed is joining, uh, Richard Smith, Julian Watts, and I am really, really chuffed to say Pontus Carmack and Julian Jochen will also be taking part. So some good things coming next season. Hopefully we will still be in the Premier League to enjoy it. Um, let's just say a couple of hellos before we get the guys in. Um, Chris Welsh, good evening. Big up. Should be interesting game. Fulham strong and tough at home. Leicester showing fight under Smiths. We haven't lost. We haven't lost in three. And uh, we've only achieved that a couple of times this season. And Nate is back all the way from America. Good evening, good morning, whatever it is over there. I suppose it's afternoon. Uh, how are you doing, Nate? Good to be back. Uh, like I say, there are a few changes coming on. Uh, but a couple of changes that aren't being made. And that's to the old guys that come on here with me. Well, one of the old guys, Craig, and one of the not-so-old guys, Brad. Good evening, gentlemen. How the devil are you both? I'm good, thanks, Chris. Yeah, good evening, lads. It's good to be back. It's been a while, hasn't it, Craig, Chris? And, and Well, it's been a while since I've been on a show with you, Craig. It is, it is, Brad, it is. But uh, at least we now we can gang up on Chris instead of just yeah, we can taking bully him for yeah, but bullying for his remarks, he says, when we're not live. Yeah. <laughs> I never said anything about you at all, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Man United is always leading, uh, leaving us all speechless and they're losing 1-0 to West Ham. Um, the rumours after Gaia carries on playing like that, they'll be after Ward. But obviously, <laughs> that, if Gaia keeps making mistakes like that, I said they could be after Smithies. Um <laughs> oh, Anthony says, I thought Brad was older. She could get. <laughs> Anthony, it's the Botox. I'm sure if you ask him nicely, he'll give you the number. I'm only a few years older than it has been years Arsenal gone about winning a major Premier League trophy. Boom, boom. Love it. Boom. Get in there, Brad. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Uh, look. Let's start with the question there. I'll come to you first, Craig. Um, was or is this game our last chance for three points when you think we've got Liverpool, Newcastle and West Ham? Uh, no. No, basically. Um, to be honest, if, if West Ham win today, that, that's a good result for us, I think. Because you would expect that means there's a little less pressure on them to get anything on the last game of the season. And we always know when uh, when a team has something to play for, you you hope that there's a little bit more fight in them, particularly if they've gone on and, and managed to get into a European final. So 
Manu throwing this game could be good for us, to be honest. Uh, so I think we've got a, another chance for three points there. I wouldn't discount us uh, against Liverpool either. You know, we've had some good good battles with Liverpool uh, at the moment uh, over the last few years. They are they have come back. I think they've won what six on the trot, but they're not looking impregnable at the back. So uh, I fancy us to get a goal there. So I think it's all to play for. I think we we've seen enough of a bit more of fight a bit more threat in the last few games. So I think you stay confident and this is definitely a chance of three points, but I don't think it's the last one. Would you agree, Brad? I mean, you know, normally once a team has confirmed that they're relegated, uh, they play with a bit of freedom and what have you. I think it could be the same once a team knows it's safe, they play with a bit of freedom and therefore no pressure on them to play better. Yeah, I think so. Um it's not always the case. I mean, but the majority of the time it isn't. If we can keep that momentum going and positive attitude, I don't see this as the last, like the last chance to get three points. Um, I mean, Newcastle is kind of like not so much a free hit. That's the wrong term to use, but it's the game you least expected something from. With what we've seen, not just from Leicester, but from the from the opposition we've got left to play this season, you would look at it and go, three of them games out of the last four for Leicester, there's points up for grabs that are very, very viable, that a good chance that Leicester could get something from at least through the four games. And the fact that we have that psychological edge of being ahead on the goal difference situation at the moment, we have the chance playing first on the Monday, which is really weird to say, but to kind of, extend that advantage if you will um can only play into our hands and i'm kind of like craig i don't discount liverpool i think we can get something and i think west ham could be in a position hey hopefully by that point we're safe but if it comes down to it that we're not mathematically safe i think that game will play very well into leicester's hands because it's at home and, and and west ham will probably have one big eye on the uh, europa league conference final so well, yeah I don't want them to do it because they went further they've gone further than us but like I say it might just take their mind off because uh, I think they play that after they play uh, the last game with themselves I'm not sure yeah but uh, Craig I mean when you look at it I mean I suppose it's sort of the the boost that we've had with the new manager coming in and who it is and what have you that we were actually disappointed with you know, only, you know, being beaten in three and, and but only getting two draws. I mean, let's be honest with you, six weeks ago, would have bitten your hand off for that. Exactly. I think we did a few, uh, a few games where um, you were asking me if I would take a point. Um, I've given and, up on that. I, yeah, I think he invariably said yes, because it just keeps the scoreboard ticking over, you know, and those points are becoming invaluable now. Um, I think, you know, I, I think Smith and the guys are still tinkering a little bit. You know, we're seeing, we're not seeing a consistent team. I don't think he's settled on a on a lineup at the moment. You know, he's making changes on every game at the minute. And I think it would be nice to see some kind of settled team going into these last four you know, to get a uh, yeah. get a formation that works, um, that keeps us a little bit more solid through the middle, uh, but still has a goal threat. Um, but I think you should mention that because later on we've got your team, 
that you have yeah. provided and we, we've put out there. But we've got Brad's to compare the two. And if I say that you are holes apart, I wouldn't be exaggerating. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's good, you know. We'll, no, no, no. There's we'll, many, we'll uh, many viewpoints in football. Indeed. Oh, that's what it's all about. It's what it's all about. But, Brad, I mean, again, ask you the same question. Should we actually be happy with what we've achieved and the fact that we're, you know, we're still in there fighting? Um, or, you know, when you come to think where, where we've come from? I, you have to live in the here and now. If you was to ask me in August, would I be happy with a new manager coming in and 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 picking up you know seven you know what was it what was he picked up five points out of a possible nine mm. I'd probably tell you no because that would probably drop us out of the European spots or whatever <laughs> but in the here and now considering we talked about it earlier that we haven't managed well we haven't managed more than three games unbeaten all season and we haven't done it since October since that like Forest um, Wolves Leeds kind of yeah. thing. Um, you take it in the here and now and you look at everybody else's results that's in and around us. Who, who matters? Who cares? So, okay, West Ham win today. That, that rules them out. Great. That, like I said to Craig, in a, in a weird way, that kind of ruling them out kind of gives us less to focus on who's doing what around the ground sort of thing. Uh, and if you look at it in that way, we've picked up more points than they have. We've picked up more points than than, than Leeds. We've picked up more points than, um, than uh, Everton. And we're either the same or picked up more points than the Nottingham Forest. And as long as we can do that from here to the end of the season, I'm quite happy with it. And it's not just that, though. There's not that feeling of doubt that where's the implosion? Because under Brendan Rodgers, when we won a couple of games or we got a couple of nice results, it's, oh, yeah. Mm. But if we don't, if we get beat by Arsenal or if we get beat by so-and-so, that's going to set us on a downward fall. We've got to stop it. And we're worried about how long... It would take the breaks to set in. I don't feel that under Dean Smith, and it's it's just different feeling you get from him being there. Yeah, Craig, we dodged a bullet with Jesse. Uh, uh, what's he? <laughs> Jesse Lingard then? Uh, Jesse Marsh uh, not coming. Did we not even dodge a bigger one? Um, not getting uh, Sam Allardyce. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, thing is, we'll never know. You know, no. Jesse Marsh could have come in, and we could have won all three. Yeah, instead of getting the five points that we have. Unlikely, but we never know. Yeah. Sam Allardyce, Jesus. I mean, I don't know where you start with that guy. I mean, well, to come out... He's, he's better than Pep and uh, Jürgen. No, well, no, let's be fair to, to, to the uh, large-faced uh, lump. Um, he he didn't say... <laughs> I'm writing that one down. Large-faced he lump. He didn't say he was better. He just said he was as good as... Pep and Klopp and Arteta, you know, and nobody, um, nobody is as forward thinking uh, as he is. So, I mean, he showed it in his uh, in his first game um, the other night. How he tightened them up. Uh, I, I, I would have. It would have been the worst. I'll tell you how bad it would have been. I'd have preferred you in charge, Chris, than Sam Allardyce. I, I can don't... say nothing more. I don't think that's a compliment, if I'm honest with you. Um, would you have had me there, Brad? Um, given their situation where they are, yeah, I probably would. I think any manager right now would be. It's just a hopeless choice. I mean, I've said it for weeks. I think, Chris, I kind of raised an eyebrow when I did some 
looking into it and realised that that Garcia was on a basically... Uh, do you remember when Robbie Savage, uh, Robbie Savage, Robbie Fowler was at Cardiff and he was on a pay-as-you-play basis? It was basically, that's what the Leeds manager was on. I thought, why are you doing a manager like that and putting him on a contract? And they're doing it now. I don't, I don't know what difference he can make. I don't, I don't know what influence he can have. He's, he's been out of the limelight for so long. You know, people might say, oh, look at Roy Hodgson, Neil Warner. But yeah, but they were never really out of work. Were they really? Roy Hodgson took a little bit of a nap, woke mm. up, was re-announced as Crystal Palace manager. Neil Warnock got sick of his wife, so he went off to Huddersfield, and and he had they had time to do they had time to react and to to do things, um, and then slowly implement what their their knowledge and what it's done to their their two teams. Allardyce, it's just a waste of money. Mm. It's just a waste of money from Leeds and their ownership and. I kind of hope they go down now, in a sense. No disrespect to their fans. I hope they go down because I just think you they they season. You just don't like Leeds. Well, I don't. Well, I don't. To be true, I've never really have liked Leeds. Um, Craig, but, I mean, um, I noticed that. Um, uh, I love. I've forgotten his name. The Burnley manager. What's he called? Company. 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 He signed a new five-year deal. They're all going mad. I mean. Should we get excited when, whether it be a manager or a player, signs a new deal, however long? Because we know they're not worth... I mean, there's toilet paper that's worth more than con- football contracts, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, all, all that tells Burnley fans that he'll be there next season. And, mm. and I think that's that's it. It gives the confidence to players, anybody that they're looking to recruit in the summer. I think that's what that does. Yeah. He has a blinding season with Burnley. You know, some a bigger club's going to come for him and all it means is they'll get a really good payoff. Um, yes. So you're right. It doesn't really mean mean a lot, but I guess if we were in their situation, we'd be getting excited if he signed a new contract rather than you go through yeah. the summer wondering whether he's going to be picked off by someone else. Ah, he's waiting for Man City anyway, isn't he? Um, Josh is in. Uh, I'm guessing a, a Chelsea fan. Good evening, Josh. Uh, Fulham given uh, Fulham game is a massive chance. They've done okay this season. Uh, but are in a false position for me. I hope we go for it rather than settle for a point. Sorry, Josh, LCFC. Sorry, I need, I should have gone to Specsavers. Sorry, Leicester, sorry, Josh. I just saw the CFC then, and we're thinking Chelsea, Charlton. Uh, and, oh, we've got, we got, we got the Forest fan in. Evening, Luke, how are you? Uh, hope you are well. Um, form going into this. Uh, well, first of all, uh, sorry, Brad, let's come to you with... Uh, the gentleman who's going to be in the middle uh, at the weekend. Um, we have got the joy of Robert Jones. He's actually, to be fair, I think he's one of the uh, better ones, isn't he? Uh, my information on referees over this course of time is a bit stretched. You know, the idiots out there, but most of them are either retired or not yeah. so potent in, in the match officials. He's done all right to my calculations when he has been the referees. I mean, the thing is, the problems these days isn't normally with the officials on the on the pitch. I mean, unless they're throwing elbows around, obviously that that's a different story. But obviously, the only drama that seems to ever come from an official now has the initials VAR in front of them. So, which is Gerard Gilley? Yeah, and and why does a computer, why does a computer system? That's run by a human need an assistant to help him run him. And he's what is he doing? Is he reading instructions like press F five, shut <laughs> down, 
give penalty. And I, I don't understand why from uh, why technology needs an assistant to help run it. But there we go. But yeah, it's good enough officials. I guess. Great form going into this. I mean, mm. Fulham overall are fourteenth. Um, only won two of their last six. Um, they've uh, lost to Fulham. Sorry, lost to Liverpool. Uh, before that, they lost to. Why isn't my mouse working? To Man City, and before that, they lost to Villa. So lost the last three games, but three three difficult games. Yeah, I think they're a decent side. I think they are. You know, they had a really good start to the season. I mean, when you look at their recent form, even beyond that, I don't think it's particularly clever though. Um, I would imagine over the past five games, we've probably picked up at least as many points, if not more. Well, um, funny, you should, funny you should mention that, Craig, because we are in 15th overall. They're in 14th. We're in 15th. Uh, we've actually got five points and they've got six. So we are there or thereabouts. Yeah, I mean, they are... I think they're, they're a decent side. They, they like to keep possession. I think they've got three big players missing. You know, Mitrovic mm -hmm. is still out. I think this is the last game he yep. misses. Yeah. I think Tim Ream... I'm I'm shocked. I'm even saying this because I think when they came up last time, he was horrific, Tim Ream. But he's been decent this season, to be fair. Now he's out, and I think he's out for the season. And Pereira is out as well, looking like for the season. So they've got three big players missing. Obviously, it gives you know other people opportunities. I think Harry Wilson has played um, pretty well the last few games, mm. um, and. He, I think they're a team that we can get after. I think that's that's it. I think they they they'll play some nice um, possession football. I think it's up to us to actually move quicker through the field when we turn it over. And I think we didn't do that against uh, against Everton. I think if if anything, if I was to point a finger, I think we've we've lost that little bit of. Uh, Initial impetus that we had in terms of moving the ball quicker, and, and we were we were slow again. I think against Everton at times, um, so I think they need to they need to do that. But I think it helps if you've got a team where the people on the pitch are actually capable of receiving and passing a ball. Well, we'll come on to the Everton game actually in one second after this one uh, one question to Brad because obviously you were there, we were just watching it, which was which was painful enough. So you have my sympathy. Uh, but Brad, at home, Fulham are fifteenth in the form table, and away we are seventeenth. We haven't won away in the last six, and we are asking the team to go and do that. But is this a good time to be playing Fulham? Like, like we said, no Mitrovic um, last game before he comes back. It all sort of collapsed a little bit for them. Uh, of the three teams that were kind of, you know, with Brighton, uh, I can't think who the other one is now, but with Brighton and another team that were, were Brentford that were pushing, it's probably those Fulham that have dropped off. So good time to be playing them, do you think? Not necessarily. I mean, yeah, on paper, three big players out. Um, they fall away from form. But you probably want to take it as an incentive to play at that high tempo, like Craig said. And it was missing from the Everton game. It, it, it's, it's not really a good time to be playing Fulham in, in the sense that the expectation is probably there that Leicester have to get the win. They should get the win because of 
Fulham's declining form because Leicester look better than they have done for the majority of the season because Fulham are not a goal-scoring machine without Mitrovic. Well, we've proven that the doctor will see you now in that scenario when Leicester have done it over this season, haven't they? There's been many occasions where we thought, oh, this player's out injured or they're not on good form. They've only scored two goals in six games and they come to Leicester and they go and grab two or three. So I don't like that good time to play somebody because that's when it kicks you in the teeth when you lose or you draw a game and you're probably more angry than you are when you take in the whole performance. Hmm. Let's, let's go back to last Monday briefly before we move on to the Fulham game, uh, Craig. Like I say, you were you were there. Um, I don't think I have sworn so much in <laughs> such a short space of time. And you know me, I never swear. You know, I, I'm very rare that I use bad language. But, I mean, we just weren't at the races at the start. I think Sean Dyche had said to them, get at Leicester. They always concede a goal first. The crowd will get on their back. Don't let them get on the ball. And we, we basically, as they weren't at the races, were we? Not really. I don't think they allowed us to by mm. um, passing, bypassing midfield, mm. to be honest. I think it was, particularly in the first half, I thought it was a typical Sean Dyche team performance. They were going back to front uh, a lot, putting a lot of balls in and, and trying to get second balls off Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I thought our centre-halves dealt with them pretty well, but it was just our midfield for me that were a little bit lacking in, in picking up second balls. Um, and that's where, where Everton got their possession from. So I think, you know, for whatever, you know, Sean Dyche has said that, you know, given a better squad, this, that and the other, he can play a different kind of football. I think he's reverted to type. I think he's keep the ball away from our goal and let's keep it near the oppositions. And, and that seems to be his tactic. Um I think their next game is Man City. Um, hmm. I think the result today with Arsenal um, beating Newcastle, this is what I was going to say just before we came on air. I think that seems to have helped us because I think if they hadn't have got a result there, Arsenal, Man City would have had a little bit of a, a, a little bit of breathing space. The Everton game yeah. is in between two European games, <laughs> the Champions League semi-finals, and I think they would have looked to maybe rest some players and not attack that as as uh, forcibly as they're going to have to now. They can't afford to slip up because Arsenal are right on their coattail. So I think that's a good um, uh, a good result for us. Going back to the Everton, it was a tough game to watch, to be honest, because I just think we were, we were sloppy with the ball. I would... I think if I said Harvey Barnes was bang average, that's being unkind to bang average things. Um, absolute, absolute waste of space. To be honest, um, I, I don't know. To... I'll stick with you, Craig, because obviously, if you don't mind, Brad, because obviously, Craig, Craig was at the match. Um, I don't know if you do follow the sort of the Leicester City page on the BBC, but there's some guy that writes for them every Tuesday um, that that had the headline: "There's no I in team, neither it seems is there a James Madison." Um, and it was probably as well that I was banned this week from going on YouTube because I think I would have very, very definitely done a um, a life's a pitch one. As he peed me off so much with his whole attitude. He was smiling. He was like he was playing to the camera for my for me for the TV cameras. Um, the, the penalty was awful, but we'll come to that 
separately, but to me, we we played better. Was it against Wolves when we didn't have him? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, for me, stick him on the bench now. I was, uh, he he's more bothered about James Madison than he is about Leicester City for me. Um, I think there's two ways of looking at that, Chris. You know, if yeah. if somebody wants to put themselves in the shop window, then they have to play well. So, you know, if, if that's the case, we all know he's going to go. Hmm. So I'd rather get, you know, four out of this world performances from him, to be honest. Um, but I, I can see what you mean. It's difficult to see that he was smiling and doing all that uh, there. I mean, it was a fantastic through ball um, uh, for Jamie Vardy. And I'm not just saying... I'm not just saying, you know, seeing the pass, but actually delivering it perfectly weighted. And I think that's that's a skill in itself. But yeah, it? I mean, the, the, go on. No, it is. But every time the camera's on him, he's just missed a, a, a shot and he's got a big smile on his face. To be None honest, I think, that's, I think that's Madison, though. I, I, to be honest, I don't think it was just that game. I think that is Madison. And I think in many ways he plays better when he's when he's enjoying his football. He, he had that terrible patch in the middle of the season where he didn't look like he was enjoying it, and he was and he, he wasn't offering anything anyway. Um, I don't know. It's it's one of those. I think you might you know cut off your nose to spite your face if you bench him because I don't think we've got apart from Yuri who's not been at the top of his game. I don't think yeah. we've got a lot of creativity in that team. To be honest, just to come to you uh, on that point, Brad, because uh, you gave naught to Madison in your yeah, uh, in your first, <laughs> which got a few comments, shall we say? Um, but I mean, I've said there's no eye in team Madison. James Madison, he seems to be a player who prefers to play for the cameras rather than the team and wants all the glory for himself. Uh, and then I just ended it with smile for the camera, James. But we're saying cutting nose off to spite face. Look. How long did we stuck with Tillemans? Because he was supposedly our best player when he was bloody awful. All oh, right, you muted me. I didn't know I could unmute at my end. Sorry, I went, um, I went, sorry, I thought, I went that and you went back and I thought, oh, he's, he's got me. <laughs> yeah, 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 no worries, no worries. I've got you. Um, the thing is, um, you, you're happy you didn't get to do a post-match. And in the sense of you you thought you might say something untoward to get a strike. I was looking forward to it with um, with the comments that came my way for the zero for James Madison. And I, 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 I can almost sense that Craig's leaning his ears forward just to hear why I gave such a, a harsh rating. And, 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 I, I, and I, I, to be fair, Brad, I, I did read it, I did see it, and I thought the comments there, and I thought you handled the comments pretty well. I think you justified your your, your points. So, I, no, oh. I'm, I'll, I'll, I won't give you any stick, don't worry. Oh, thank you very much, and thanks thanks for saying that. But, yeah, I mean, you have to take it in a moment, and, and that's the problem. I mean, you see icons of all the sports or, or in, very famous names with in particular with clubs, and we're, we're well-renowned for inside this club to have very iconic names like Heskey, Banks, Shilton, Lineker, um, a certain certain ex-pro that comes on here that I'm not promoting, Steve Linex, um, you know, and countless others. And, and Madison's going to go down is one that, of them. That Steve Linex, sorry, is that Steve Linex from Foxy7Clothing.co.uk? It, it would be, you know. It's it's also the one that if he can't, if he can't predict football scores, but he can predict him to be late to a stream and, and, and selling stuff on Foxy7. 
Cut it, cut it out. It says cut it out, cut it out. No, but on, on Madison, the thing is, I, I I agree with Craig. I think that's just Madison's persona. Sometimes they 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 might give a smile, and and I understand that on, on the face of things, you think, why are you smiling? We're two one down, or you're not having a good game. Why are you smiling? But sometimes it's the it's it's a player's reaction to something. Maybe a a hefty shoulder into the ribs, and he's kind of going, oh, okay, I see how you're coming at me. That's how you're going to try and stop me. Okay. Fair enough. I'll, 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 I'll rise to that challenge with you if, you, if that's where you're putting it. And it's Madison. But for those that don't know, the reason I gave him a, 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 a zero wasn't so much to do on his actual in-game performance. It was, given the moment, given the occasion, given the situation, I am all for a player going, give me that ball, I'm going to grasp this by the balls. But here's the problem. It is very, social media is one of the worst things in the world, right? But it's a blessing in this case, because every man and his dog, whether they're a football fan or not, it's very known that Jordan Pitford has his crappy, shitty water bottle with his percentages written down like he's some corner fucking genius. Well, Madison made him look like a genius, because if he knew anything about his so-called England teammate and knew anything about his so-called opposite number in that net, he would have known... He thinks I'm going to stay down the middle, so he's going to move late. So he wouldn't have done his seven thousand power up sonic steps before he took a penalty. Literally, that's what it must sound like. If you muted the crowd, you would have heard of the footsteps tapping away. I hate stuttery penalties. Just smash the thing. He would have known if he'd have done half the research that Pickford does on penalty takers at the club. He would have scored that penalty. Right, and I wouldn't have given him a zero, but given the moment, given the game, why did he have the biggest footballing brain fart in the world? And and inevitably, as it has been the case this season, it was a case of we're in 2-1 and there's only two outcomes. You either get away with it and you go and win 3-4-1 or they get the equaliser or worse, still turn the game on its head and win 3-2. And if it wasn't for a fantastic save from Iverson from Decore, we would have lost that game 3-2, and Madison would have felt like the biggest prat in Leicester. And that's yeah. why I gave him the rating and harshness. No, I mean, I, 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 I'm impressed that he didn't go into a minus. Uh, Craig, I mean, I think Dean Smith's been, you know, look, looking in uh, through, through, uh, through Brendan's files a bit too much, because we've had a bit of bullshit from him about this. Oh, I don't have a particular penalty taker. Bollocks, there's no manager worth his salt that sends those players onto the pitch that doesn't say this is the who, who takes penalties. We've got Vardy on, who's our normal penalty taker. And who, let's be honest with you, in that game, credit where credit's due, was, was, was I thought, one of the better players. You've got Tielemans, who is, with Nacho not being on, is next in line. So it's gone to probably the third in line. He's not taken a penalty since 2018. And yet, did you see Pep going mad yesterday at, um, uh, who was it, that missed the penalty? Uh, he didn't want him to, yeah, because he didn't want him to take the penalty. He's shouting, Harlan, Harlan. What? I mean, that to me, Dean Smith let himself down there. He really did. You're not, you've got to say there's got to have been a plan about they've got to have a, a recognised penalty taker. My my understanding, and I'm totally happy to be corrected as always, was that when he was talking about that we didn't have a designated penalty taker, it was that within the club nobody's really grasped that 
and said, "They are. I've, I've had five penalties. I've scored them all. There's a confident penalty taker. They'd done a bit of work, and Madison was the nominated penalty taker on the night. My issue isn't necessarily with Dean Smith having a, a, a nominated penalty taker. It's with Madison. You know, we saw, I think the other night, last kick of the game for Brighton, McAllister showed you how to take a pressure penalty. Mm. You know, pick a top corner and just smash it there. These are some of the best players in the world. These are, even if in our own domestic game, these are the most talented English Premier League professionals that there are. From 12 yards, you should be able to be capable of picking out a top corner of a net. Mm. You know, treat it like it's a free kick. You don't just dummy them down the middle, do you? You find no. a top corner. That's what you do. And that's what you should have done. I, I You know, Dean Smith has to come out and say something. I, I would have liked somebody to just have given the ball to Vardy and just said, take yeah. it. You're playing with a bit of, you know, a bit of the old Vardy confidence and cockiness about you. Yeah. I would still argue with Dean Smith saying that because Vardy, it was, we know everybody other than apparently Dean Smith, John Terry yeah. and Craig Shakespeare knows that Jamie Vardy always takes the penalties. But hey-ho, let's say he's new. Maybe he's not Maybe he's not got to that page in, his, in, in the notebook yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad, apparently um, Matt Piper saying he doesn't think Tielemans is fit enough. Is he being played just because of who he is? The problem is, I I, I would correct um, Matt Piper on that, if I will, because me and him are best buddies. You know, we know that. We we know that from the fact that Jordan Blackwell you're thinking of, mate. No, Jordan Blackwell, he's my super best buddy. But me and Matt Piper are genuine... Uh, when he bob- when he's on Twitter, actually communicate. I know you love him so well, Chris. That's why I mentioned and rubbed it in your face that me and him are actually besties. We go way back. Um, but no, the thing is with me is there's a stigma around Tillemans and I think we all got a little bit fooled for it. And maybe, maybe I'm just thinking I'm big brain in here and it's not really, it's a small brain matter for me, but I look back over Tillemans throughout his time, not just at Leicester, but you watch his tournament or lack of tournament performance for Belgium, right? Now I know that was a, disaster tournament for Belgium because I picked them to win it so of course they're going to have disaster it's always the case but every club he's been at and I think it was Monaco said the same to us which is why he was like let go from them and and, and Anderlecht and all that he just goes through stages where he just looks exhausted and not bothered I don't know if it's a fatigue problem a mentality problem but I have seen it on more than one occasion throughout every season he's been here he just strolls around that pitch. And I think he's he, he can paint a quite frustrated figure for him because you know what he's capable of. And I think he's one of them players that we talked about Madison becoming an, an icon in Leicester's history. And he will be. He'll be part of that period in between, you know, the rising in, 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 in football and, and Leicester's little rise. He'll be in that story. Um, but... I don't think it's the same for Tillemans because for every FA Cup, you know, defining moment and every magical strike that rips the top corner open and it's goal of the season contender, we have four, five, six, maybe even eight games or more where he just doesn't turn up and it's it's borderline levels of what I used to say about Perez, but 
with actual good performances to back it up, I suppose, is when he's on the pitch, sometimes you're already starting the game a man down. And oh. I, I, I used to sympathise and say that was because we were overplayed him, but now it just doesn't seem the case. Uh, good evening to Leon. And oh, if only we had Perez to call upon. Um, let, let's just have a look at some, some, some facts. Um, Craig, nine times we've played Fulham in the Premier League. Um we have got the slight advantage over them. Um, well, according to this, sorry, according to the other, in the last six we have, but four wins for them, two for us. Uh, they've only won one at home. We've only won one away. Has it got draw written all over it this again? Um, well, without giving anything away uh, from the predictions that you'll show later on, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think so, to be honest. Um, and I know you questioned me saying um, you'd take a point. That's not me taking a point. That's just me, you know, yeah. predicting what I think will happen, to be honest. Mm. I think it's going to be a, a bit of a cagey game. I don't think they've got a load of goals in them, to be honest. They've got one or two players who can do something. Mm. I think it's going to be one of those that's all about, well, about two things, about his formation, his team lineup, but then... Whatever lineup that is, it's about their attitude and whether they're up for the fight to be able to get on the ball and be confident on the ball. And I think that's what we've lacked. Um, any team down there, you don't get on the ball as much as you as you do when everything is going well. You know, you want you either want one, two, three, four, five touches to get the ball under control and, and do something with it, or you just get rid of it straight away. Yeah. Um. So I think I think. Yeah, to me, I think it has got draw written all over it, to be honest. I'd, I'd love be, three points, but I can't see it. And before I just come to Brad uh, about training, uh, we played them back in January. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, I'm taking it you were there. Uh, we lost yeah, one move for them. Goal, I think. Yeah. Um, that... <laughs> We didn't realise how bad it was going to be getting. Then, I mean, was there anything from? I mean, or can we can we take anything from that game? I presume. I mean, everything's changed so much. I, I think it was think a pretty can. even game from from what I remember. I, I think it was a pretty even game, and it was one of those of they didn't have a lot of um, possession. They they didn't have a lot of chances, if I remember rightly. They took the one clear one they had. Mitrovic did well. But what I do remember about that game is we had about a 20-minute spell in that when we got really aggressive. Mm. And it's the best we'd played for a long time. 
we were moving the ball quicker. We were getting aggressive, snapping into tackles, and they couldn't live with us for that 20 yeah. minutes. We didn't turn it into a goal. And I think this is the problem that we... Had, apparently. How many? 15. Yeah. I can say, when we played aggressively, you know, I, I think the crowd got up. I don't know if there was a dislike goal. I can't remember. But something happened and we had about 20 minutes where we really got into them and knocked them out of their stride. That We didn't allow them to play their pretty football that they wanted to do, um, that they'd done throughout the first half of that season. That They'd been doing really well. And we were right in it. And... Um, and I think we have to do that again. And I think that's what we've lost. We've lost a little bit of aggression. And when we play aggressively, we play quicker because you're up for it. You, you're like you're on the move. You, you, you're moving forwards when you're biting into a tackle and winning the ball. And I think when we play slow, you know, we lose we lose what makes Leicester Leicester. You know, we, if mm. we can snap into tackles and play quick football, we're much more potent. What we've been finding recently in you know, I, I think Samari's had some decent games. He's, he's been much better. But him and some of the others, they have too many touches on the ball. They like to run and carry it. The quickest thing on any football pitch is the ball. That'll move quicker than anybody. So if you move it quick, few teams can, can cope with you. And I hope that we are sent out with the right players, the right formation who can put a foot in and play with a bit of aggression. Yeah. Um, I mean, 15 shots. Where did it all go wrong with Rodgers? And we were where well, we had less shots than that in about four games. But I want yeah. to come on to, to Brad because I know Brad, I'll just unmute you there. Mm -hmm. I, I know that you watch the training videos a lot, and you say there's I've just seen a, sort of a couple of pictures, and they, they do look to be enjoying themselves. Yeah, they do, Chris. It's not just that. I mean, if I could make an argument right now, if you said to me, Brad, make an argument for Dean Smith being given the job now, regardless of whether Leicester went up or down. And for me, it would I would base the whole debate on the atmosphere and the training regime because I got so, so used to and so, so bored of the same mundane training video going up that I swear to God at some points they were just uploading it from the last week because they were hung over or something because it was pass, five-yard pass, go again. That's all you heard. That's all you heard, every single goddamn training video. And I haven't seen a similar training session uh, being shown and being forced to watch. Well, not forced to watch, but I haven't sit there and watch it because I want to see what's really going on behind the scenes for Leicester. And Dean Smith, every training session, it's something different. They're shaking it up. And, they, and then what they're trying to do, uh, and maybe I'm watching way too many sport documentaries and reading into it, but what it seems they're trying to do is they're trying to get that confidence built up that they can beat anybody and they can give anybody a game and really go at them. Um, but they can do it with a smile on their faces. They're not yeah. dreading results. They're not dreading not getting three points at Everton. They're not dreading that they didn't beat Leeds. Like they probably were. They felt like 50 times the pressure under Brendan. And you saw it. I mean, I mentioned it when we were doing a little bit of a, a practice run for a, for the show earlier. I mean, John Terry's in there sliding around, getting there. And he gets nutmegged and he's having a laugh with them. And they're having a laugh. And he's like, okay, cool. We've had a laugh. Go again. And they just do. They just, And, and the, the way they were switching it up, I don't know if maybe the sunlight in the background helped make it look like a brighter training session or well, but there was nothing from that training session video that I watched, Chris, that resembled an ounce of what they were doing under Brendan Rodgers. And I think that, for me, is just showing you where the, I wouldn't say drastic improvement, but the the, the 
improvement in, in the atmosphere and, and how Leicester go about the business has come in these four games? It, it has to it has to start somewhere. And I suppose, you know, like you say, if you're happy, then you're going to play better, I guess, is the uh, is the thing to go with that. I mean, uh, Craig, look, we, we, we touched on it before, the form there. Uh, the thing with Fulham is they've beaten who they've had to be or they could be. Um, is there anything that you have seen since Dean Smith's taken over that you can sit there confidently say, yeah, we're going to be in this division next season? Um. Well, I think there's there's been an improvement. I mean, you look at the three results; we're we, we're getting harder to beat. Yeah. Um, ideally, we you know we we should have had a couple more wins there. Uh, I think our Achilles' heel has has been two things, and it's and this is uh, making me sound as clever as Sam Allardyce here. It's mistakes at the back and missing chances. You can never we, sound as clever as Sam Allardyce. Oh no. Who could, to be fair? <laughs> exactly. Um, not even, not even Pep and Jurgen. Let's be honest. No. Um, but yeah, I, I, picking up on what, what Brad says there, there does seem to be a, a better attitude around the place. I think the fact that they came in with three new voices, you know, so it's not just what you see there. I mean, Brendan is is a serious bugger, isn't he? Um, what you see there, and, and I think it's the same clip that you were talking about there, Brad, was not only. Um, John Terry taking the mickey out of himself, but Craig Shakespeare taking the mickey out of him as well. You know, so they all look like they're in it together. They're, and you hope that that is taking a little bit of pressure off the players and giving them a bit more freedom to go and express themselves for the want of a better phrase. But I don't think Fulham are any great shakes. If you take that form further back over the last nine games, we've got the same amount of points. They lost four on a spin before that. those five that you've shown there. So I, th- I think this you're is an eminent games, and you're trumping my six games. I mean, I, I'm, I'm taking your five games and, and, oh, and yeah, and, and elongating it to nine, and uh, <laughs> and and they they lost four in a row before that. Um, so I think this is definitely a winnable game. I, a point isn't a bad result. You know, losing is a terrible result, you know, yeah. but it is winnable. It is winnable if we've if they've set them up right and they've got the right attitude. Simple Dad, game, and it's winnable. It is oh, on paper. It's just awesome. We we could all do it, couldn't we? Could we manage yeah. Well, in our minds, we all are. Let's be honest. Mm. Uh, eight minutes extra time, injury time at um, the London Stadium. It's still one nil to West Ham. Um, on Jamie Vardy's uh, return, Dean Smith said, "We're really pleased. He's in a good place at the moment." And he is not worried about the appointment of Sam Allardyce at Leeds in the battle to avoid relegation. <laughs> Who would be? Yeah, I'll just we've literally spoken all I need to yes. say on that Sam Allardyce point. Who would care, really? I wouldn't be bothered at all. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, Jamie Vardy, you know, maybe rightly chose to stay a bit tight-lipped on his, uh, you know, his feelings on that BT Sport interview when he scored the equaliser against Leeds. Um He's not the first manager to peddle Jamie Vardy off, is he, Brendan? I'll say it out as Vards, don't worry. Um, you know, there was times under even Ranieri and, and, and Powell where he got frustrated because he tried to get him to... You're talking about a, a very good quality striker who's 35, 36, you know, during this time. 
you're asking him to try to literally you're asking him to change the dynamics of what got him goals you're asking him to come deep and defend his own six yard box with four defenders and, and Jamie Vardy's got that mentality where he'll do things for a team but you can't confuse him because like Craig says football's a simple game he 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 probably spent the majority of that season with Brendan thinking why the fuck what, what fucking good am I to you here what good am I to you being 12 yards in front of my defenders you know with the greatest respect I'm all for getting back as a team but why are you asking us to do it every time I'm no good to this team being you know 20 yards inside my own half I need to be 10 yards inside theirs and, and I mean look at the goal look at the goal we scored against Everton poor poor Michael Keane you know um an ex-Leicester player funny enough um he, he must have been so thankful for that full-time whistle because Jamie Vardy was running circles, rings, squares, triangles, you name the shape, he was running it around him all, all game. And, and now it was Jamie Vardy back to his best. And again, you're talking, looking at someone's facial expressions during an interview, Vardy looked back to his best in that sense. He looked positive. He looked um, a lot you're better. You're saying, you know, running triangles around the opposition. Oh, no, I just, I just thought I'd throw any shape out into it. I just, I just got bored. Craig, it's about square pegs in square holes, isn't it? Uh, it is, you know, and and I hope that they, they do that. Just go back to basics, work out where you need to be able to take care of the opposition and attack them, exploit the weaknesses. But don't ask people to do things that they can't do. Like It's like asking Harvey Barnes to play football. Um, just... <laughs> You know, just now, um, be nice. Okay. <laughs> the, the reason I have a go, the reason I have a go at Harvey is because we all know that he's capable of so much more, and it's so frustrating to watch a player. You know, me, even if I was playing instead of Harvey Barnes the other night, the first thing I would have done when I got the ball the first time was, I'm going to knock it by Seamus Coleman, and I'm going to see if I can do him for pace. That's a basic thing of a winger. You're up against Seamus Coleman. Someone who's like, I don't know, 53, something like that. Um, but Harvey Barnes, just knock it past him and do it for pace. Didn't do it. Didn't do it at all the whole game. Do you think, though, he, he is playing how he's been told to play by a certain bell end uh, rather than the way he wants to play, like with Jamie Vardy? I can't believe any... Well, no, I can believe Brendan says, don't take any chances and just keep possession. I would have scored you quite right. Um <laughs> Did you not score an, an amazing goal once at the King Power? Probably the goal at the the, uh, the century. No, that wasn't me. I was on, I was on the pitch, but it, it wasn't me. I have scored a couple at the King Power in my time, including a penalty shootout winner. I love you know. Oh, um, give 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 Madders a ring up and tell him yeah, how to do it. I've Just got some good news Madders. for you, Craig. Some good news, and we're going to come on to teams in a minute and the way that you see uh, you think we should be playing. Um, yeah. I'm just going to put the table up because at the moment, seven points ahead of us, this will put West Ham and they're pretty much yeah. guaranteed Premier League football next season. But the good news, Too a couple cool. of returning players I'm going to want to talk to you both. I'm going to, first of all, your player I want to talk to you about, Craig. Uh, back in training, it's nice to have an experience head around. Johnny Evans is back. Yeah, I mean, you know, every every team needs some um, sort of cones. Um so hopefully we can, you know, hopefully we can play around him. Yeah. Don't want that experience at the back. 
I think we've got. I mean, I don't think we've been ripped apart at the back with the players that we've got, to be honest. I, I mean, who are you dropping for him? I mean, I can understand in maybe a formation that someone may have chosen, there may be a place for him uh, and, you, and you could make that. For me, though, if Johnny Evans is in training, that means he may get through 20 minutes of a game. Yeah. So, I don't yeah, know. that's true. Although, obviously, you know, at least if he's going to get injured, it will be on the pitch now and not on the training pitch. Yeah. Brad? Guns up to you. Um, Ricardo Piero is back. Yeah, um, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, keep him away from the, the team for now, unless you're going to change the dynamic. Because I once tried to stack a, uh cards uh, into a house in a hurricane seat during hurricane season, and it stood up longer than Ricardo. Uh, we, you talk about certain You names. are making these up as you go along now. I'm, doing, I'm doing all I can just to keep you on edge and give you give you new quotations, mate, really. That's all I'm doing it for. But honestly, it's, I love Ricardo, but the guy's been so injury-played and he's, he doesn't pick up a niggle on the training ground that means he doesn't train for a day or two and then he's back for selection. He's getting injured for four weeks, two months. He's crippling himself on his recovery. Um... I think you get to a certain point, and especially given our situation where, kind of like the goalkeeping situation in a weird way, if you're sticking with Cag, uh, Castagne as your right-back, stick with him. Stick with him as your right-back for the season. Don't try and mix and match it. I'm more inclined to see him come off the bench if it's necessary, but stay away from the starting uh, 11 for me. He needs He needs next season to recover and let his bones heal properly. Yeah, uh, it's as good as over. We're in the 99th minute. Uh, there's a bad injury. Glad to say everybody's all right. But Craig, they're, they're, they're safe now, aren't they? And it's just us yeah. down, really, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like three from five. Um, I mean, Southampton lose to Forest. I think that's, you know, the way the results go over this, this next couple of days could see them relegated, I think, um, apart from goal difference. But... Mm. Yeah, I think I think we also unless Southampton pulls something out, you know, hopefully maybe they can at least take a point off Forest um, tomorrow night or tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's pretty much West Ham and up are, are safe. It's the rest of us to just fight it out now. Are we relying on other teams to keep us in there? Um, not at the minute, but it does help if they want to throw points away, you know, mm. and, and that, that goal difference that we've got may come into play. So I think we've, a as I say, we've got, because we're playing first this time, aren't we? So it will be, yeah. it would put a lot of pressure on the other teams if we can walk away with three points, that's for sure. It certainly would. Right. Um, let us have a look because we're now going to be talking teams and who you two guys have picked uh, as your starting lineup. Uh, straight after this. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! It's just a weird season, isn't it? It's a weird season. Craig, this is your team. Um, 
five three two. Uh, you've not put Madison in the striking role. No. But uh, give us a quick before we go into it in a bit more detail, and I bring them both up side by side. Um, talk me through that. Yeah, so Everson, you know, again, fantastic performance the other night against um, uh, Everton. I think we were a little bit lightweight through the middle of the pitch uh, and they were coming through. I don't think Fulham have got particularly strong um, wide players. Now Pereira's out. Um, so I think we haven't either got strong wingers at the minute. Barnes is anonymous. We've got nobody who can play on the right. So for me... If we go for a three as a double uh, a double edge, one, it allows us to stay very compact in the middle and, and keep that centre of the pitch uh, tight. It means we've got two full-backs, wing-backs, who love getting forward, who can provide the width without us having wingers. Mendy sits in there for me ahead of Samare or Ndidi because he, he reads the game better. He's more progressive with the ball for me and he's very neat and tidy. And then you've got Pratt and Tielemans. I think... You, with those three in the middle of the pitch, I'm more confident that we keep and use the ball better than having Ndidi in there, whose second touch is a tackle, um, who's Samari, who can look good, but then has a tendency to just carry the ball too far and doesn't release it enough. And then for me, Madison plays off Vardy in a bit of a free roll, just deciding where he wants to go, which means they're going to be worrying about him allowing Vardy to run in into the channel. So... A little bit of a change, but for me, it gives us the opportunity to create width without having two proper wingers, but also keep it tight through the middle of the pitch. Yeah, Brad, talk us, uh, talk us through your choice there. I've kind of gone the same with Craig's way of thinking in in terms of why the hell is Daniel Amati on the right? It's not my right. I put Castagne. It's not. It's not Daniel Amati. No, you got Vestergaard in there. No, I really well haven't. What have you done to my team, you disastrous little urchin? You thought I'd go on about this without noticing. That's not my team at all. <laughs> How long did you, it take you, Craig? Half a second to notice there was a there was a, a wrong person on the right. You didn't notice Esther guy, your your poster boy. Oh no, I was too busy wondering what the long neck Evans was doing in there. That's better. That's better. wait, let me just check now. After all that. Right. Um, You've got more four, three, two, one. Yeah, I did, and 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 the reason being is, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll work my way up and go for it. The obvious line is the back four. I just don't think there's any point in changing it now. We've got a settled back four. Um, Christiansen. I think we need to be aggressive at Fulham. I think that was the one thing, and it wasn't anything on Thomas or his performance. I just think the one block on on against Everton was we maybe didn't expect them to be so forward and so aggressive, and we maybe wanted to, you know, hush that out. I think you've got to get out Fulham. So I went Christensen on the left, and in the middle, I like Samore. I think he's like an anchor role. He reminds me a little bit of Kante in terms of he can keep the ball. He can. He's actually allowed or being told to use his strength to keep and shield the ball, and he can go go with it. And you know the middle options. Look, K- KDH on the left, Tellman's on the right. That 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 was just like, you know, I think Dean Smith, Brendan, it don't matter who you are. You, you're pretty much thinking of them two getting in the team. The reason I think Leicester have wasted wingers' careers for for, for years. 
and not and it's either been because we don't have anybody up front who's a target man and we don't get enough bodies in the box to aim at them so they're absolutely pointless or their names uh rashid gazelle and iosi perez and they're just useless in general um so i was i looked at a way to get our best players on on the pitch and get the best out of them and i know craig's probably thinking well why have you put barnes in there well, kind of going off the point that you made about Barnes is we've got to play to his strengths as we do with Vardy. And hugging that touchline and having him go up to the halfway line and, and to the corner flag and back down again, it's utterly useless. He'll get marked, he gets marked out of the game. He's non-existent. But if you put him alongside Manners in like a similar number 10 role, more like Okazaki in his time here in a little bit in a way, and kind of give him that free roam as well, that's why I went with Madders and Barnes just behind Vardy in that front three. Because I think you need to give him that freedom to get the ball. And, okay, you won't be up against Seamus Coleman this weekend. But if he's got a, a slightly more defensive-minded uh, wing-back defending him, and he doesn't know whether he's going to stick or twist on going inside or outside, that's when Harvey Barnes is a dangerous player. That's when Harvey Barnes gets your goals and assists. So that's why I went for that for that lineup. Um, no Vestergaards or Evans inside. <laughs> I don't know. If, I think that wasn't a bad, um, a bad lineup there. Evans Shocking thing is, it might be our championship lineup next season. <laughs> Tete exposing everybody in the middle. What can I say? Um, Craig, tell me, tell me what's wrong with Brad, and then I'll ask Brad what's wrong with yours. What's wrong with Brad's team, or what's wrong with Brad? No, we haven't got time for what's wrong. The with shorter Brad. list, the team, just the team. <laughs> um, for me, I think I, I think we 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 struggle with with width there, um, which but you've explained why. Which I, so I haven't got a problem if, if someone's got a a, a a formation and they've explained why they played it. That's fine. Mm. My problem with Barnes is that I, I'm not sure he's intelligent enough. And, and that's his biggest downfall for me. I would love it that if he, he knew when and where to make runs or runs off the ball or whatever. He, for me, he's just a little bit too predictable. I do like Samari. I, I, I think he's come into his own these last sort of half a dozen games, particularly under, under Smith for the last four games. He just has a tendency for me to not know when to release it and then he gets caught on the ball and uh, and we've got runners who have gone and we're out of position a little bit more. That's why, for me, I just think Pratt, Tielemans and Mendy keep the ball and protect it a little bit better and a bit more productive with it. But um, Jusbiol's been disappointing for me this season. I don't, I don't think he's kicked on as much. He's industrious, which is great, and you'll need that, particularly any, any away game in the in the Premier League, you'll need that industry. Um, but again, I think he's his confidence has taken a knock uh, from the way that this season's gone. Um, but Solid, I'll give you that. Brad, you've both gone for Tielemans. Um, is, is, is well, you know, we've got Pratt and we've got Jewsby Hall in there. Is Tielemans that good to, to warrant his place? Again, it's because he's got that, you know, he paints such a frustrated picture because. If he turns up and his energy levels are high and he looks up for the fight, he he stands out like a sore thumb. He he will win that game for you. He can do that. He has that ability. Um, I wouldn't. I I did for a few minutes when you asked the question 
kind of contemplate Tillemans or Pratt. Because I like Pratt, but I just think, um, given the person and given what we know he can do, it's really hard to not envision a starting eleven with him in, given our situation. I mean, going on that one, the only issue I have with with Craig's team, and it's not really an, an issue as such, is Castagne is absent on when he plays on the left for me. He's not as effective as he is on the right. I don't think he's as confident on his left side than he is on the right. And I know Craig might correct me here. I'm possibly thinking someone else, but I know he probably has played on the left or maybe started out on the left originally, and he's one of them that's found himself on, on an opposite side. But for me, um, that's nitpicky. The only thing that does truly worry me about Craig's lineup is the old saying is if you play three at the back, it's because you don't trust your defence to do the job. And I know that could be easily probably argued that they haven't really done their job at times a lot this season. But I Quite I just strange. wonder that was a very Michael Owen thing to say. I, I know, but I just I, I just wonder if there's more reason behind air quote the word tiredness behind why Sutar suddenly got dropped and replaced for a guy who's in Atletico Madrid in less than four weeks. He'll be in Atletico yeah. Madrid. It, that, to me, says that he's not doing what's required of him to be up to a level of trust. And for me, if you wanted to throw another midfielder out there and drop it to four at the back, I think, you know, we're, being, we're trying to be uber critical just to create conversation, I feel, because they're both decent lineups. But that's the one thing <laughs> no, I'm no, going for. Arguments. Okay, right. Well, Craig, no, your team's no, shy. Your team's no, shy, mate. Get su- Sutar, no, and what's he doing in there? Castagna should be up front. So, why aren't you scoring Brad. goals? I like your team, Brad. I like your team, Craig. Fight. Uh, I'm going to ask you this, though, Craig. You obviously leads one Leicester one. Tielemans, unbelievable strike, ruled out. Did yeah. he do much after that? Um, I think he was all, he was about as all right as everyone else has been. That's the problem. We've we've just been all right, haven't we? Mm. You know. Yeah. Um, I think Tielemans, if Tielemans had a better engine, he 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 wouldn't still be here, to be honest. Mm. And there would be the top level teams. There's a lot. There's reasons that a lot of teams higher up, Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal, even. I've looked at Tielemans, but they've just edged away. And I think it's the fact that he he does lack a little bit of mobility. He does lack an engine. He does lack that yard of pace to just be able to get away from a player. Yeah. From a vision yeah. and passing point of view, although his passing has been pretty shocking the last couple of weeks, I must admit. But from a vision point of view, when you've got better players in front of you, um, I think Tielemans is a top quality player, to be honest. Um, yeah. But, I mean, let, whichever they pick, let's just hope that they all play to the best of their ability and we walk off with three points here. Well, fingers, fingers crossed. Talking yeah. of which, we've got behind the team and some of us haven't, Craig. <laughs> in the prediction here... Can I, just, uh, hey, can, I just, can I just stop you and say, that this isn't a um, wish result, is it? It's a prediction. <laughs> This is what's going to get you three points in the prediction league. Exactly. <laughs> no, you know, you know, I jest. You know, I jest. I do. But Brad, Brad's gone two-one. Um, I've gone three-one, just to be different. Now, in fairness, you've gone one-one, which is the same 
out comes Jerry because he's gone two two, and Jerry is sat at the top of the league. So maybe you do you know more than than I do. Uh, Ian Marshall's gone one nil to Fulham. Uh, Ian Wilson's gone one nil to Leicester. And then the worst news for you, I'm sorry, uh, Craig, is that Steve Leinitz agrees with you and has gone 1-1, which is the kiss of death. Um, and then so does Steve Walsh. But uh, I think for once we can probably say a point isn't really going to be enough, uh, especially as Nottingham Forest, let's be honest with you, should beat Southampton. But what a crazy season it's been. So who knows? Who knows? And uh, Leon's gone 2-2. Um, now then, are you ready for your quiz moment, uh, young Craig? Oh, bloody hell, I forgot about this. <laughs> you can sit back and put your feet up, Brad. It's a quiz. Oh, no, Brad, Brad's going to gonna show me up by coming out with the right answer. I know it already. <laughs> he's not. He's not. Um, <laughs> so, Craig, it is because uh, I was very generous with you last time out. Uh, it is four points uh, to me, two and a half to you. So all it is, of a, it's been a long time since we've done this, uh, but it is basically just name the player that played for both sides. Are you ready? Yeah, go on then. Yeah, so it's oh, a busy one, good. this. <laughs> but in fairness, I have left the loans in just to help you out. Um, he started at uh, Fulham. Um, for five years. He then went to Bristol Rovers on loan, Norwich City on loan, and RBC Ruthendahl on loan, before ending up at Leicester on loan. So he actually really only had one season at Fulham. Um, we had him for three seasons, and after us, he went to Cheltenham Town, Sutton United for less than a season, Woking and Farnborough. Oh, you've got that, have you? Keep it, keep it. Uh, I think so. I'm muted, but I think I know who it is. Muted, you'll be removed if you shout it out. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, How's the brain cells going, Craig? Because you, you, last last time you could you, you did everything. You could have painted the guy. You just couldn't think of his like, name. Yeah, no, I just couldn't get his name. There's only two that I can remember playing for Fulham and does, and I'm not sure it's either of those. Um, and they are because I'm not sure that the years are right to be honest. Um, Barry Hales, I remember, played for both. Yes, he did. Elvis, he did. Elvis Hammond played for both, mm -hmm. but I think they were a bit earlier than this. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'll go, I'll go Barry Hales. You had a 50-50 chance. Mm. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> it was Elvis Hammond. <laughs> Did you know that, Brad? We signed Barry Hales from Plymouth Argyle. Right. Fair enough. It was uh, Elvis Hammond's blue suede shoes that danced its way across. And if I remember rightly, he also scored for us against Fulham in a cup match. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I think most of them were a bit earlier than that. 
they they were actually in and around that time because that 2008 was the um, season that um, we did that direction to League One. But unlike Derby, we actually bounced straight back up. How are you feeling, Derby? Um, but yeah, I knew it was between them two. I couldn't think of anyone else um, that may have played for Fulham and us. Um, but yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure we signed Barry Hales from Plymouth. So the only one it could be was uh, right. Elvis Hammond. He played, just to say, in his three seasons, he played 58 games. On loan, he played six and didn't score a goal, which obviously made Craig Levine, I think, want to go and buy him. And he, although probably was all, all we could afford. He scored, uh, in those 58 games, he scored eight goals. Prolific returns for a striker. Yep. But uh, you had honestly, you, you, when you when you said um, Darry Hales, he wasn't one that I'd actually even thought of. When he said Elvis, no. I thought oh, he's going he's going to get this. But uh, do you know you could have really stumped him? You could have picked Mark Schwartzer. Yeah, well, goalkeeper. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you could have done that one because because uh, that would have been difficult because he had an extended career, didn't he? Pass. Well, he played into his forties with us. Mm. Well, yes, he did. He did. Point. He still speaks very highly of us, to be honest with you. Yeah, he does. Whenever uh, he's on talk sport. Yeah, I'm not surprised our owners paid for him to have a winner's medal. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did. He was still technically there that season somewhere. Just to say, I could have also had uh, Paul Koncheski, oh, yeah. um, Anthony Knockhart. Wow. Stan Collymore. Wow. Didn't know he played for Fulham. Um, Danny Cadamartry. I was just about to say, was Cadamartry one? Yeah. Uh, Steve Earle. Steve Earle. Right, you said Barry Hale. Yeah. Simon Morgan. Yes. Yeah. Did he go from us to them? I've no idea. I'm not, I haven't got that much right. information up, but I do know he played for both. Uh, but look, there we go. You were getting a bit too close anyway. Uh, if it, it, Truth be said, oh. I was regretting giving you those half, half points last time. I, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I shouldn't have gone for Barry House because I, I can't remember him playing for three seasons for us, that's for sure. So it's a bit, bit poor to, to pull both of them out and then to choose the wrong, wrong one. I thought the Plymouth would have given it away from you because that's where our Holloway was before he managed us and that's where he signed him from. He brought him with him. Yeah. Then he's just it's his old age. It's his old age. He only has you on, Craig, because he knows I'd get them all. So he wants someone to be in a Predictions <laughs> League. That's what he wants. New Predictions League right, coming next season as well, guys. Look out for it. That's coming up in the show special I'm doing, which I will say with all the changes once we know where we are going to be last week. And last week, next season. I don't know where I was last week. Uh, Rene says Leeds have gone for 2-1. Anthony says going for a Leicester win because Fulham don't have Mitrovic. Well, we're all hoping that, but that probably means they'll beat us 4-0. Craig, thank you very much, young man. Um, You're welcome. At Craig Bird on Twitter is how you can find this gentleman. And do give him a follow. He's very, very proud that he has got no numbers in his name. That's and true. Yeah. Early everybody else just, for everybody else, it just means he's old. But <laughs> thank you very much for giving up your bank holiday You're Sunday. Welcome. Oh, fingers crossed tomorrow. It will be literally from behind the uh, behind the couch. But I'll see you next Thursday when we're joined by Doug for the uh, the 
pre- Liverpool preview. Brilliant. All right. Cheers, Chris. Thanks, Brad. Nice to be on with you again, mate. See you soon. Yeah, and you, buddy. Cheers, Greg. Thank See you. you. Later. Oops. There we go. Oh, that is an awful, awful uh, face. So I'll say, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I need to take that mirror down. I'm you, you know. I'm going to have to say goodbye to you because I say the, the, the feedback is awful now. Thanks very much, Brad, for coming on at Top 10 Battles. But there's going to be a lot of changes on that uh, channel as well coming up in conjunction with LTID TV. Stay tuned because soon in the next couple of weeks, we'll be making all the bigger now. Well, Big announcements are building it up to be. It's not, it's not like you know we, we've taken over Sainsbury's or anything, but uh, but no, like, a, a little a little bit, a few differences that we'll be announcing. Thank you. I will see you tomorrow, hopefully for the uh, for the watch along, pre, post, and in the middle. I was replying to the chat in there, but yes, yes, I will. You will see me there, hopefully cheering and hopefully without too much of a. An echo on my phone. No, I, I, I tell you what, I might do. I might load up the laptop now, and by half time, it might have loaded up. So I'll see what yeah. I can do. Exactly. All the best, mate. Thank you so very much for coming Cheers, on. Buddy. See you later. No worries. Bye-bye. Stay yet. Like I say, please do stay tuned because there is a lot going to be happening. We, we've sort of introduced one or two changes already. Um, you'll notice them as we've been uh, going along. Um, uh, one, one of the main ones, obviously, that you'll be able to see is the layout of the uh, thumbnails and everything that we do. Um, as you can see there, if I add it in, there we go. Lots of other changes, show changes and all, etc. So do keep look out for that special. Why not subs- uh, subsidize? Why not subscribe to the channel? Click that notification bell and then you'll never miss the shows and you'll find out exactly what is going on. <sighs> And smash that likes button as well. Thank you so very much to Craig and to Brad for being on this evening. It's a bank holiday, so it's uh, nice of them to, to give the time up. Thanks to everybody that popped in and out of the chat. Really do appreciate it. And if you've been listening on podcast, thank you so very much for lending me your ears. You can have them back now. Like I just said, please don't forget to subscribe, like, click that notification bell. And for one ninety nine per calendar month, you can become a member. Because we are planning that once we get the numbers up as in the members, that we will be having some member-only shows. So just for the members only. Uh, I will see you on the next show, which is 2 o'clock tomorrow. And we've got a Fulham fan joining us live from the stadium, or certainly walking to the stadium anyway. So thank him very much for that. This has been LTID. I've been Chris. I will return. This is Arnie. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. conclude this evening's entertainment.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.